Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and I'm honored to be your host for the next 30 minutes. Well, today we're going to be talking about Kingdom Advisors. Now, if you haven't heard about this organization, where you been? <laughs> We've been talking about the importance of having a qualified Kingdom Advisor. And while it's very important, at least in my opinion, that you have a certified financial planner, Having a certified financial planner in combination with a qualified Kingdom Advisor, to me, well, that makes a dynamic duo. And so Kingdom Advisors is an organization that helps raise up Christian financial planners across the United States. And we're not talking financial planners that it's just, oh, you know, pass some little test and we're going to give you a designation. We're talking about creating life-changing skills so that when we're working with individuals as a financial advisor is giving advice, they're talking about stewardship. They're talking about the eternal perspective when it comes to money. So I look forward to Kingdom Advisors every year. Now, one thing before I tell you what we covered at Kingdom Advisors, you may have heard about their radio program called Money Wise, which is now being changed to FaithFi, and you'll be able to hear more from Rob West and carry on the tradition that Larry Burkett has. And I'm so honored to be part of this organization. Now, while we are at Kingdom Advisors, I want to go over some of the highlights that we experienced as financial advisors. And there were three main ones that we had, and I know, as typical, I'm probably not going to get through all three of them. And that's okay, because you can tune in again next week, and we'll make sure we cover the rest of it then. But the areas that they began to talk about is the importance of us understanding about wealth transfers. And there's so much I want to talk to you about on that. Then we talked about the market and the economy, and also talked about the fact that, listen, there are family businesses that are being grown in this country that need to successfully transfer to the next generation. And unfortunately, for many family businesses, that's just not happening. And I think that's just not right. So we tackled all of this at Kingdom Advisors. And I want to start back at the beginning and start talking to you about the wealth transfers that they say are going to be happening. Now, I think this is exciting, and maybe it's because I'm female, but they literally are saying that in the next seven years, by 2030, 70% of the wealth in all the country, all of it, will be owned or run by women. Now I can hear a cheer coming up across the country. Yay, the women are getting the finances. But before we celebrate the fact that this transfer is coming and is already in process, my question would be, is if it was you, if you were the one that was getting this huge transfer of wealth, and according to the statistics that was provided by Ron Blue, it's between 68 to 140 trillion. That's not an M, it's not a B, it's a T. 68 to 140 trillion dollars is what is going to change hands over the next seven years. And so my question is, would you be ready for the transfer? 
And I feel so strongly about this. When we look at this, when we talk about women right now, it says that the average age of a widow is 57 and that 80% of women in this entire country are going to experience widowhood and have at least 18 years of facing it alone. Now, I want you to think about this. If the husband did proper planning, right, and the finances came, maybe there was life insurance that she received tax-free, maybe they have a home, they have IRAs and 401ks, whatever it is, if they were to receive this money, but they have no idea what to do with it, that is literally for them a scary position to be in. How many women do you know that are comfortable talking about finances? Okay, besides me, I love talking about finances, but in general, most women are very uncomfortable when it comes to finances. They don't want to make the decisions on it. And so being able to realize that if there is a wealth transfer that's coming, if women don't understand the difference between financial independence versus financial freedom, then yes, the money is still going to transfer to them, but it's not going to bring the redemptive transformation that it was intended for. Because we do understand, right, that the fact that the money is being transferred is not because we get to go buy a yacht. The money is being transferred because there is a redemptive kingdom of God purpose that we need to expand it. We need to, yes, take care of ourselves, take care of our children, right? It says he who doesn't take care of, of their own household is worse than an infidel, right? So we know that taking some of the proceeds and making sure our loved ones are cared for is part of our assignment. But we also know that there needs to be ceiling limits, right? Lifestyle ceiling limits that say, hey, I'm not going to eat all the seed that God's given me. And so when we were at the Kingdom Advisors, when they got up and talked about this wealth transfer that's going to happen over the next seven years, I began to realize, okay, what do we do to prepare women so that they can walk in this influx of resources and not have it hurt them? Not only do we want that so that it doesn't hurt them, we want to empower them so they can turn around and further the kingdom of God and pour it into their children and help the children expand the kingdom of God. A lot of key components here. So let me ask you, as we're talking about this, what would need to happen in order for women to successfully receive that money in be able to comfortably talk about it, be able to confidently make those financial decisions. Well, I think there's gonna be three areas that we can begin working on now. The first area, and we're gonna go into this in more detail, but the first area is spiritual awareness. It's that stewardship issue. Now, I wanna be careful here, and we'll, like I said, we'll dive into that in just a moment. But when I talk about spiritual stewardship, sometimes, People have the mistake of thinking, oh, Crystal's going to talk about, we have to give all our money away. Well, obviously, you do not know me because that is not what I would say. I know that there is a purpose for our lives and for our children and that we can benefit from it. But I also know that we have to have a spiritual awareness and stewardship to realize just not all about me, that there's actually a bigger purpose for our lives than just ourselves. Hashtag shocker.
I know. So the other area besides spiritual stewardship is emotional intelligence. Now, as a woman financial planner, I can actually get away in saying this and talking to women. Now, how many of you have heard from the Lord and you know he's telling you to do something? You're like, yes, I know what God has for me. But because of a emo- lack of emotional intelligence, we get offended at the church. We get offended because someone didn't say hi to us. We want to uh, position things that's more comfortable for us and our emotions sabotage the will of God for our lives and the resources he has. So not only do we need spiritual stewardship, but we also need emotional intelligence. And the third area, which I think is very important, is we have to have financial savvy, right? It's spiritually knowing, okay, this isn't all mine. It's the emotional intelligence to say, okay, I choose not to be offended. And the third one is to say, now, how do I do this? One plus one equals two. What are the dynamics of setting up my finances? So this is a key area. And so what I'd like to do is I want to take time on this program today to kind of hang out in this spot and say, what are ways that we can prepare spiritually? What are ways that we can prepare emotionally? And what are the ways we can prepare more from a mechanics or having that financial savvy to understand the different tools that are available? I think these are so important. You know, I've been so honored this past week, we had a new client that came in and they came in and the husband sat back in the chair and this was their second meeting. So we had already had the initial, comes in second meeting and he says, I just want you to know that we'd like you to be our financial advisor. We're gonna be moving all of our assets over to you. And I did good, I didn't jump out of the chair, I didn't throw a party right there, but on the inside I was celebrating. And I said, thank you so much, I really appreciate that. And he said something to me that helped me just like put it all in perspective. And he said, Crystal, I know I won't live forever. And I know my wife is probably gonna outlive me. And it's very important that she be working with someone that she feels heard, and that she is comfortable, somebody that can help her see the spiritual significance of the wealth that comes in and the wealth that's left to her, someone that emotionally can say things that maybe some men can't say to a a woman and be able to speak truth to her and then be able to communicate finances in a way that, bear with me, it's crystal clear. (laughs) So because of that, they became clients. And so I know these three parts are so important. So let's go ahead. What I think I'm going to do is let's take a quick 60 second break and then we're going to come back. I want to go over spiritual awareness. What are some practical steps? And no, I am not talking about, hey, everybody just go pray. Let's talk about what are the ways we take our prayers and put them in action when it comes to spiritual awareness. Then we'll move on to the emotional components, what are steps that we can start taking, and then we'll talk about the financial savvy, understanding how finances work. So we'll be back in just 60 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances.
Are you making the right decisions when it comes to Social Security? Should you apply at age 62, full retirement age, or wait until age 70 so you can receive the delayed retirement credits? Without proper guidance, it is hard to know which choice is right for you. Join Crystal Langdon and Social Security expert Bill Rinaldi for a webinar on Wednesday, March 15th at 5.30. Learn about eligibility, spousal benefits, how much can you earn while collecting Social Security, and if you are required to pay taxes on your benefits after you reach full retirement age. Call 518-433-7181 to register today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. I want to thank you for joining me each and every week as we continue to provide clarity when it comes to the realm of finances. I mean, after all, we want you to have that confidence for every financial decision. And yes, you women, that counts for you too. If there is this transfer of wealth that economists are saying, that studies are showing that money is headed to females, 70%, we want to make sure not only that we're able to have it transfer to us, but that we can transform and accomplish what God wants to do with that redemptive purpose of money. So let's talk a little bit right before the break. I had mentioned there's three main components that we can use to start getting ready, spiritual, emotional, and the financial mechanics of how wealth works. So let's start spiritually. Now, how many of you, and you're so probably so glad that I can't see any of hands, but how many of you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I love you. I want to expand your kingdom today. Probably, hopefully every hand is going up out there. What happens is, is that we earnestly desire to show God that we love him. We earnestly desire to expand the kingdom, which means what? Showing his light and love to everyone we meet, regardless of where they stand on things. I know that can be a little bit hard, but we show the love of Christ always. But what happens is, is that many times we'll pray something and then we go to work. And then when we're working hard and we get paid, right? A workman's worthy of their hire. We take that money and we put it in our 401k because what are we trying to do? We're trying to make sure we've planned for the future and planned for retirement. What happens is, is that many times we will put that money into funds that we're not quite sure where that money is going. We just know we were told to do it. If you want to be financially savvy, you got to make sure you put it in your 401k. Okay, I'm not saying that that's wrong. But one of the things I am saying is, what are you putting it in? And that's why if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know we're strong proponents of values-based investing, which literally says, I want my money to match what my mouth is saying, what my prayers are saying, what I'm saying as an individual. So if I believe in something, I'm going to make sure my money goes towards that. If I don't believe in something, well, then I'm going to make sure my money doesn't go towards that. And I think for many years, we haven't realized we actually have a choice. We can choose where our money goes and what it will support. You know, when I was at the Kingdom Advisors Conference, I took a breakout session and I chose it because I thought it was pretty interesting. It was on solar energy. I know we're getting solar panels on our barn. So I'm like, hey, this will be cool. I didn't think of solar energy as a specific alternative investment, but let's see what they have to say. And so even Ty did this presentation 
It was the most somber presentation that I had seen. Now, you probably all were all aware of this, so just bear with me for just a quick moment as I explain this. But he walked through how in another country they literally were taking men out of their homes to put them in work camps and they would beat them until they would sign a piece of paper that says, you know what, I agree to give my rest of my life working for you in these horrible conditions. I'm not even going to say what happened to their children or their, their wives, right? They split the family up and they had pictures, not pictures that are photoshopped. They had satellite pictures that showed these work concentration camps that were making solar panels so that us in the United States could get the best deal as it's sold to us so that we can have extra electricity for our hot tub. Now, the hot tub's not wrong, but what is wrong is that some people think that they can go in and break up families, towns, and communities and bring them into these slave concentration camps, and there is proof that they're doing it. So what Eventide has done, which is one of the faith-based organizations that do faith-based investments, they began to say and write papers and bring this to awareness where they literally were able to boycott this company that was producing the solar panels so that people said, no, if you're going, we're not going to buy from you because we know how you're getting it. So when I talk about faith-based investments, when I talk about values-based investments, I'm not just talking, hey, I think that this would be a nice thing to do. I'm talking about I'm standing against the countries that are going in and wiping out communities and make them go into slave labor concentration camps to make goods to be shipped overseas to the United States so that we can profit off of that broken family and what it's done to them. Okay. I'll get off my pedestal. But you know what? That's why I like Kingdom Advisors. Because when you go down there and they bring to light and they say to the financial advisors, listen, yes, it's important that we get a good rate of return for our clients. And yes, it's important that we have stewardship. And yes, we want to teach about IRAs and 401ks and Roths and all of it. But what does it profit us if we've done it at the expense of a family that has now been totally obliterated and crushed forever? These are things that we began to look at. You come back with a renewed vengeance. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right word, but to say a renewed commitment to say, Lord, help us to choose investments that are not at the sake of someone else's identity, someone else's livelihood. That's just one example. Now let's do one maybe a little bit lighter. I know that Inspire, another organization that we can use for our values-based investments, and I do want to make a comment here. You can Google these. You can Google Eventide Funds. You can Google Inspire Investing. In fact, Inspire Investing has a site called Inspire Impact in which you can actually put in the ticker symbol of any company of the ETFs, and you can look at that and say, huh, and it literally gives them a score. In fact, what I'm doing right now 
is I am looking, I've got my computer in front of me, and I can see a company now. I don't want to blackball anyone, so I'm not going to list the company, but it literally shows me there are 14 positive things about this company. Oh my word, it says its business model is resilient, it has great energy management, it has material sourcing and efficiency, best in class, I might add. They have physical impacts of climate change, best in class, access and affordability. You could go on and on, right? 14 wonderful things. What it didn't tell you until you press another button is there are 26 negative things that in my opinion, this is why I'm not reading it aloud, are totally 100% about uh, opposite of what I believe in. But because I can go on to impact investing, because I can type in a ticker symbol of a company, I can type in the ticker symbol of an ETF or a mutual fund, I can begin to peel back the layers and say, is this really good? And that is one thing that I would just encourage you with. You know, investing is not just about rate of return. It's about the people's lives that are involved in those companies, the sacrifices that are being demanded of them, or the agendas that the companies have and they're going to use with the profits. So when we begin doing values-based investing, we've got to look at those things. You know, Inspire had Costco, and I can say this name, Costco in their portfolio. And Costco decided, hey, they've got all this money coming in. They started getting some pressure from some other groups. And they said, you know what? We're going to do some things. Let's just say it was so contrary to the word of God. Blatant. Okay, nothing that way we're going to follow. Inspire was able to go to them and say, hey, listen, I just wanted to bring this to your awareness. This is how many millions of dollars we have invested with you through our faith-based investors. Your choice to participate in these different kinds of parades and different types of um, agendas that you have are against the values of these faith-based investors. So we need you to either stop or we'll pull out the money, you decide. It's funny how money talks because after three meetings, they decided, you know what? We're, we're not going to like go accept Jesus as our savior, but we are going to remain neutral. We're not going to be pressured over to this side and we're not going to be pressured over to your side. We're just going to be neutral. And you know what? That was okay with us. And so they remained in the, the portfolio. So a lot of times people will say, but Crystal, if you do faith-based investing, you know, how can you track everything? You do the best that you can, but when every quarter, they have to list, hey, here's my profits and this is what I spent it on. You get to decide, is that what you want it spent on? If the money was yours, would you do that? If you wouldn't, then why are you empowering them to? Because remember, it's our money that God has given us that we give to companies and companies grow profits. They take the profits and then they influence culture. So if you don't like the way your culture is being influenced and you don't like what's happening in your community, look to see what companies are behind it, who's funding it. And then check, are you one of their shareholders? Are you one of the stockholders? Those are the questions that we need to begin asking ourselves when it comes just to the first part of a spiritual awareness. Getting back to where we started today, when we talked about 
this transfer of wealth that's coming literally in the trillions and especially going to women because the average age of a woman widow is 57. They are outliving men, but men, please, please feel free to live as long as possible. We want you here. But we need to prepare the women and understanding how finances work and understanding that we have a voice in our values-based investing is important. One other thing, and then I'm looking at the clock and realizing, yeah, we might be at the end of our program, but let me just finish up on this one point. It's not just Eventide. It's not just Inspire. There's Crossmark. There are good quality faith-based companies that are out there. One of the exciting things when I go to Kingdom Advisors and you have Rob West and Sharon Epps and the different individuals in there is that when you go into their ex um, exhibit hall, it's lined with faith-based company after faith-based investment after faith-based investment. And you literally can sit there and you can talk to them. What makes you different? And yes, we do ask, what's your rate of return? Because why? We're called to be good stewards. But I don't want a rate of return that's given to me because I just broke up a family. I want to make sure whatever I'm supporting and doing, yes, has a good return. Yes, furthers the kingdom of God. It does help in human flourishing. It is good for the community. These are all things that we need to be looking for. Now, the next point I wanted to bring up, and I know we are drawing to a close, but I just want to at least touch it is the fact about stewardship, about giving. One of the exciting things to me is when I went down to Kingdom Advisors, I went two days early because they have something that's called the Journey of Generosity. And it's an event where this room was, there was probably about 10 financial planners in it, were all faith-based. And we went through this process as we watched video after video, and then just discussed it about where does stewardship fit into the life of a Christian? Now, we all know, right? We all know about tithing. We all know about giving. We know how that's important. But generosity takes it to a whole new level because you begin to realize, wait a minute, what I have isn't really mine. I'm just stewarding it. And let me pause here for a key point. There is a difference between financial freedom and financial independence. As financial advisors, we are taught to help people become financially independent, make sure they have enough for retirement, make sure they don't need anything. It's all about financial independence. But I am tired of making rich people richer. I want to make sure it's about financial freedom because financial freedom just says no matter what level you are at, no matter where your finances are, your dependency is upon God, not upon what you've put in the stock market. You know, when we sit down with individuals and they come in and we open up in a word of prayer, one of the things that I always say out loud is, Father, I thank you that you are our ultimate provider. It's not our job. It's not the stock market, and it's definitely not our investments. Now, does that mean that we just be lazy with our investments and throw money around and don't care about it? Absolutely not. We have to be stewards, right? Remember, God came back to see what each servant had done, what they did with the talents that was given. So there is a requirement on our end to be faithful with what we've been given. 
But when we get to that place where money becomes our God and money has now made us financially independent, there's some kind of distance that comes between us and God because we don't need him anymore. Well, yeah, we can do the token prayer, but we don't really need him because we've already built up our storehouse. So why would we need God to give us anything else? But financial freedom says, I know what I have. I know what I need, you know, for my needs. And I know that, Father, if you ask me to do something generously, you have unlimited resources to fulfill the purposes of God. Now, I don't believe there's unlimited resources to fulfill your own desires. I think those are limited resources. But I do believe that when God calls us to something and it is his order that we do this, then there are unlimited resources to get that job done. Well, I think we're at the end of our time and I've preached like a couple of sermons in between all of this and never even got off of point one, which is we need to have a spiritual awareness when it comes to the money transfer that's coming. Otherwise, we'll eat the seed. Otherwise, it could hurt us. Otherwise, what are we modeling for our children and those who come behind us? It is critical that we get these concepts down so that when the transfer comes, when we receive the, the inheritances or however God brings it, we have the spiritual maturity to be able to say, okay, Lord, I receive it. Now help me steward it in a way that would please you. Well, we are at the end of our time together. I want to encourage you to give the office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation. I'd love to sit down with you. I'm pretty much the same way in person that I am here on the radio, or you can meet with my son as well. So join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you and have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.